Holy Spirit, help me. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Thriving Gang, the ultimate Christian personal development podcast for young adults who are ready to take charge of their lives and unlock their full potential. Hi, my name is Sana, and if you're anything like me, then you're yearning to become the best version of yourself. So, why don't you join me and let's discover the way to become our best selves in Christ. Hey friends! Wow, it has been such a long, long, long time on this space and I mean, I took my microphone today and I was just like, what in the world? This thing is dusty. Like, Senna, you just sat down and almost let life get the best of you. But thank God for God. Honestly, thank God for God who, no matter what we do, is always just there, ready to take our hand. He's always just waiting, saying, my child, just give me your hand and I'm going to pull you right out. So today. I have finally returned after almost eight weeks of being absent. I think the last time I recorded an episode, or I guess the last time I sat down to record an episode was August 3rd. I believe I had the last episode, Your Calling is Unique to You, um, scheduled to go live the very next day. And since then, life has just, life has been hitting me, okay? I mean, that very last episode, recording that thing was honestly such a huge, huge, huge push for me. I was in no way, shape or form mentally ready to do that recording, but I just pushed myself, you know, just to show up. And in hindsight, I think it was probably a good thing to do. And I think it depends on where you look at this from. I think that I should have kept pushing myself at least for a couple more weeks before school started. But then again, it's like, that's what usually happens. And then we have a bunch of people now who we're here, we're preaching the word. I mean, we're serving the Lord. We are showing up on the outside very powerfully. But then on the inside, we are broken. We are all just a bunch of broken souls seeking to do the will of the Father by showing up for other people while forgetting that the Father is not pleased when we ourselves are broken on the inside because when we are hurting, our Father is hurting also. All that to say that it's good to be back and I hope that I can get back to a place of consistency. To be honest, when I took this microphone, the plan was to tell you that this was going to be the last episode for the season and I was just going to shut the whole thing down and probably pick it back up again at some point next year. That was my intent. And so I have no idea why I just said, I hope I get back to being consistent. But with that being said, with that being said, how are you guys doing? I've had a bunch of you reach out to check in, ask what's going on. Are we getting an episode this week? Are we not? And I just keep saying, yeah, I'm going to try to put something out tomorrow. And then I don't. And then it's like, oh my God, I keep making promises and failing. But at the end of the day, yeah, I just, I could not do it. I was just dealing with so much. 
I was dealing with so much anxiety, so much depression, and it's kind of ironic to people who know me and of course what this whole podcast stands for because I'm typically someone who is, I'm the go-getter. In your friend group, I'm the go-getter. I'm the overachiever. I'm the one everyone comes to for motivation, for encouragement, for advice, counseling. I am that friend to everyone. And not just even in my friendships, but even in my family. My parents come to me for advice. My sister is always calling about one thing or the other. People talk to me. People who are way older than me talk to me. They confide in me. They tell me things. And sometimes I'm thinking, why is this person telling me this thing? Like, I'm just a child, you know, but that is just the doing of the Lord. And and so that's the role that I play for many, many people in this life. But what happens when the one everyone comes to needs someone to go to and she does not find anyone. And that's basically what happened to me. I guess in my situation, it was more of the people that you would typically go to when you are down. I did not have access to them anymore in that capacity. And so it was all a scenario on your own. It's all on you. All these things are a cause of all your bad decisions. And you know how the devil does, girls. You know how the devil does. When he starts to remind you of what you did 25 years ago before you were even in your mama's womb, he would just start dragging all these things up. All the things you've forgotten about, they would start coming to memory and it would seem as if you had just lived that day yesterday. And so very quickly, it just starts with maybe one disappointment and then suddenly you find yourself in a state where you feel like you have no one to turn to and you feel very far from God. Even though you know you can just say, Father, would you help me? You still feel very far. And so instead of doing that, you just kind of sit back and then you begin to hate God. You're like, God, I'm, I'm angry at you. I'm mad at you. Like, why do you keep letting this thing happen to me? I thought I was your child. Why does this keep happening? Am I not worthy of this? Am I not worthy of that? And then at that moment, also comparison starts to come in because then you start to look at yourself and you start to compare yourself with other people, friends you grew up with, people you attended school with. Life is changing for everyone and you're just seemingly stuck in this place that is not moving. And one thing I've come to realize is that growing up, we all seem to be on the same level. Almost everyone went to a school where there were probably the rich kids and the poor kids and then the middle class trying to act rich and then the middle class who just didn't really care. And so they were okay being passed off as the poor kids. And you were all in the first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. A few exceptional people maybe got promoted and things like that. But once people got promoted, Three weeks into the new semester, you don't even remember them. They are no longer your friends. And so you kind of just move on in life, you know. But I feel like life really starts to change once you get to high school. Almost everyone makes it to high school. You finish that and now it's time for uni. And this is where the break starts to happen. Some people don't make it to uni. Some people end up maybe leaving. If, you, if you're Ghanaian, some people end up leaving the country to 
pursue their undergrad degrees in America, UK, Canada, somewhere in Europe, but very far from home. Some people make it to the regular schools in the country, University of Ghana, maybe. Some people who can afford maybe a bit more make it to the privatized institutions for college. And then some people just don't have any of those options, or some people just also choose not to have those options. Some go into doing their own thing, starting their own businesses, or whatever it is. And so you go through college, another four years passes by. At that point, you start to see a bit of a disconnect, right? But it's not so strong because a huge number of you are still in university. And so it's like, okay, we, we're all going through with first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Okay, now we're done. And that's where the drama starts. Once university is done, guys, once university is done, oh my God, some people go straight into grad school. I'm talking maybe master's or some even PhD level. I have friends like that, right? And then some people, parents maybe got connections. This again is if you're back home, parents got connections. And so you get into some good job after your national service. Or if you're in the U.S. like me and pay the favor of God, you find yourself in a good company to just start working. And so then after undergrad ends, maybe you give it a year or two. And then suddenly you have people who went straight to pursue their master's begin to finish that. And so now it seems like they've sort of come up on top of you. The people pursuing their PhDs, it kind of still sucks for them because they probably still got like two more years of school to go, right? And then you, the working girly, you're now thinking, okay, I need to start doing my master's. If you're back home, you're probably starting to look out schools in the US, UK, Canada, again, anywhere in Europe. You're just trying to get out of the country. And then some people are also getting married and having babies. I mean, life is just changing. People are dating all over the place, relationship goals. I mean, God is coming through for some and to you who is not experiencing maybe all of that and just you just have so much happening around the same time maybe like me you're working full-time you're in grad school full-time you're doing ministry full-time you are doing your own entrepreneurship thing on the side full-time it starts to really get a lot to really really quickly or if you're not like me then maybe you're done with uni but you haven't been able to secure a job you're, you're just there and with no plan, you have nothing going on. And so there's like different tiers to it. There's different levels to it. But for everyone in all the different levels, we're all going through some stuff. We're all going through some things that we are not speaking about. And in some weird way, as we begin to approach that age of 25, we suddenly begin to have a quarter-life crisis. And I never thought I would be one to experience this because I sort of have my life figured out. My friends usually say, Sana, you have your life figured out. Like, you've got things going on for you. And I'm like, eh, I do. I should, right? I should have my life figured out. I mean, as a child of God and, you know, seeing the way my life is going, like, it should be figured out. But for some reason, it's not. And so very quickly, you begin to decline into this state of depression because you're beginning to compare yourself. You're beginning to compare the stage in life that you're at with where other people are. Forgetting that life is in stages. 
and not everyone travels the same stage at the same time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If, if you look at a train, right? If you look at a train, there is like different cars on the train, right? Whoever is in the first car, let's call that stage one, for instance, and then the second car, stage two, and so on and so forth. If you happen to be in the first car and there is a target line that we are supposed to reach, that's the destination. Whoever is in the first car is going to get to that place first, correct? And then followed by whoever is in the second car. At the end of the day, it does not matter the speed at which you used to get to that destination. It matters how well you travel to get to that destination. Because for those of you in the second car, your journey is different from that person in that first car. And even just imagine if there was another train coming from a whole other direction coming to that point, they would also have different paths. And so the person in car one of the first train that we were talking about travels a different journey than even the person in car one on the second train that's traveling a different path. But at the end of the day, we are all making it to that point. And so we are suddenly at this point in life where someone is in the first car, someone is in the second car, someone is in the third car on a whole other train that's coming from like maybe Bangladesh or something like that. Someone is on a bicycle now racing to get to the train. Someone's probably not even waking up to start the journey to the train station. But what matters is that by the grace of God, we are going to get to that finish line. Some would get to it quicker than others. But at the end, we are all going to get to that point. And so I was in this place where I was beginning to question a lot of things and doubt a lot of things in my life. My God, you said this about me. I received this prophecy. You spoke this word over me. Your word has assured me of this. When I read the scripture, I see so and so. And I see that this is how my life should be moving. But I'm not seeing it. Like, what's going on, God? What actually is going on? Are you just playing mind games with me? Or I just, I don't understand. God, I need to understand. So I began to go on this downward spiral where I started to doubt the word of God that was spoken over me because I felt like I should have been at a certain point and I wasn't there yet. And even though it seems to others like I'm doing well, it just seemed to me like I had accomplished nothing. And I just kept going down and down and down until I completely hit rock bottom. And I could not even lift myself even just a little bit to show up on this space. Because I thought it would be hypocritical for me to come and sit here and talk to you about how to be the best version of yourself. When I myself was somewhere, I didn't even know where I was. I was, I was so lost. I was so far gone. But thank God for God. Hey, you guys, thank God for God because... God is so patient with us. God is so, so patient with us and he truly loves us. And when the word says that he will leave the 99 to come after the one, it is so, so true. And I've experienced that heavily, especially in this last week. I started to get to a point where I was stressed. I was gaining too much weight. If I mention the amount of weight I have gained <laughs> in just a few months, you are just going to be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? 
I woke up one day, I looked at myself in the mirror and I looked ugly to myself. I was disgusted with myself. I had slipped into bad habits. I just looked, I was just like, what is this? And then at that moment, a thought occurred to me. And see, guys, this is why you need to read the word. This is why you need to know the scripture. So that when you need it, at the times when, you know, life is hitting you, something will just come out of your spirit. I really began to feel very disgusted at myself. And then the scripture that talks about our body being the temple of God came to mind. And I was like, no, you know what? God has done too much for me. He has done too much for me, for me to just sit down and just waste away. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to start eating healthy. I don't like fruits and vegetables, but I'm going to find a way to include it more and more into my food. I'm going to get started on smoothies. And guys, when I tell you that I prayed, I told God, I want to be able to eat this thing because I know that it is good for my body. I know that it is good for me. Help me make it tasty so that I will be able to consume it. So I went on Instacart, ordered a bunch of stuff from Costco, started working out. The first week I went to the gym every single day, drank a smoothie every day, cut down heavily on carbs, started eating veggies, finding a way to saute it. Hey, when God gives you wisdom, yeah? Ha. Things that never used to taste good suddenly start to taste good because now you've unlocked some recipe and the recipe is just it's just hitting all the points and so I started to do that I started to get my groove on basically but then the next point of attack came when it was like okay I've sort of changed my life for a bit I've changed my eating habits and all that but the scale is not going down like oh what's going on here the scale is not going down but thanks to people like Grow With Joe who keep saying, don't focus on the skill, just focus on how you feel. I was like, okay, well, the weight may not be going down, but I'm feeling healthier. I'm feeling lighter. Guys, when I'm telling you that I actually was feeling sick weeks prior to making this decision, like I was feeling like something was about to happen to me, like my chest area. And I've not shared this with anyone, but I was feeling so sick. I literally thought, you know what, Sana, if you don't get up, and do something with your life, you are gonna die. Because I was just, I was not feeling myself. I was tired constantly. I was depressed. I had no enthusiasm for work. I was just dragging myself through the things that were necessary for me to do. AKA, I need to work. If not, I'm gonna get kicked out and I'm gonna be homeless. AKA, I need to at least submit that assignment. If not, I'm gonna fill the class. And I did not take that loan to fill a class and so just the energy to do those things that I needed to do it just took so much from me and I was like you know what no this isn't the way God made me to have a fulfilling life on this earth what am I doing and so I began this journey and in the last week I have not been to the gym yet because work and school has just been crazy but I've made it a point to make sure that I have worked out indoors right here in my apartment walking back and forth, dancing, you know, just staying active, drinking more water. And when I tell you that I am feeling great all through and through, like God is just so faithful. And once I began to make these changes and see, I didn't start making the changes from the spiritual points. I started from the physical. 
And this is what has been so interesting to me that God, he truly cares about it or he cares about my physical appearance. He, he cares about every single thing about me. Once I started to do those things, he slowly began to encourage me to get back into doing my quiet time. You know, even if it's just five minutes a day, just read that U version plan, just get through it, pick something, memorize a scripture for the day. And so slowly I began to do that. And then as I began to do that, he began to push me into a place of prayer. I would just be there and I would just feel like speaking in tongues. I would just start, like even right now, I'm feeling so much in my spirit, like just, just praying. And another thing he brought to was just praising him, dancing. And this is a testimony I'm going to share maybe on the next few episodes because I see that this is already at like past the 20-minute mark. And it's a pain to edit when it's a lot. But I started to do these things slowly, just rejoicing in the Lord, fellowshipping in him, recognizing that no one on this earth is coming to save me. No man, no woman is coming to save me. Christ has already done the saving, but it is up to me to say that, Lord, I'm opening up my heart. I'm acknowledging that you died for me. I am accepting you into my life and I'm giving you the go ahead to come into my life and disrupt everything that is not of you so that I can begin to be transformed into that which you made me. It really took coming to that place for me to begin to find myself again, find myself in the Lord and begin to answer the questions of why am I here? Why did the Lord put me here? And so guys, I just want to encourage you I'm cutting this short, prematurely short, but I just want to encourage you. Honestly, I don't remember how I even started this thing and how we got here, but just know this. God cares. He cares about the little things. He cares about that thing you're going through, no matter how little, no matter how trivial it may seem to you. See, he gets it. But are you willing to let him in? Are you willing to say that, Lord, just, just, just come and help me. Just, just come and take over. I can't do this thing on my own. Like, God, you know, you know, I don't have to talk a lot. Like, God, you know, you know the things I'm dealing with. You know the, the hidden sins. You know the things I'm battling. You know I'm battling with masturbation. You know I'm battling with pornography. You know I've been meeting that married man in the corner. You know I've been doing this with my pastor. You know, you know, you know that I've been stealing small, small from the church. Like, Lord, you know. But you have to come to a point where you are willing to let those things go. Because until you make up your mind to actually let addictions and things go, yeah? See, let me not even get into another topic. But until you make up your mind to let those things go, it doesn't matter which man of God, which uncle of God prays for you. You will remain there and you will continue to be disgusted with yourself in your sin. So just come to a place where you, number one, acknowledge that, okay, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I recognize that God can help me. Number two, don't compare yourself to people around you. See, everyone is on their different journey. Everyone is in their different stage and everyone is dealing with their own bag of problems. So just focus on you and focus on God. Focus on God. Focus on God. And just ask him, Lord, what am I supposed to do today? Lord, what is the plan for tomorrow? Lord, what is the plan for my life? Lord, what do you want me doing today? What would you have me doing today? How can I get over this thing? How can you heal me? How can I get out of this addiction? How can I break free? And truly come into a place of repentance and allowing the Holy Spirit into your life to do that which he is meant to do in your life. And trust me, 
If you start to take the little steps that you need to take, you start to work out just 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes cardio in the morning, nothing, nothing crazy, just something just to get, you know, your blood running, just to get your juices running, just something small. Spend five minutes with God. See, some of us, we've made ourselves too busy. We are busier than Apostle Paul. Chese, I don't even know what we are doing, but we are so busy and we can't even find five minutes to spend with God. Just find time. Just find time. If you make time for God, he will make time for you. In fact, he has already made time for you. He's just waiting for you to say that, God, okay, every morning, 6 a.m. to 6, 10 a.m. It's me and you. Let's talk. Let's, let, let's talk one-on-one, bestie to bestie, man to man, woman to woman, God to this one, human, father to child. Let's talk. Let's just, just finding the little things, finding the little things, making the small changes, eat healthy. There's nothing wrong with eating junk once in a while, yeah? But eat healthy, make little changes. In talking to most of my female friends, I've realized that most of us are struggling to wake up every morning. It's like when you have to wake up, it's this battle you have to fight. But most of us, we are just at a place where we are stressed. Working out is going to change your life, trust me. Working out, eating healthy, add the word of God, read a chapter in the Bible a day. Bible says that your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. So if the word of God is not hidden in your heart, if you don't know what the word is saying, it means that you will sin against God because you don't even know what thing pleases him and what thing does not please him. So please guys, I know it's been so long that this is not even what I meant to talk about. The plan was to come and tell you why I've not been here and you know the fact that eh, this is coming to be last episode, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> This God, eh? This God. He had his own way. And so I just hope that you picked something from this. Hopefully in the next few episodes, we can talk more about the rebranding that I'm thinking about for the podcast. I believe that the Lord has given me a word. I believe that he's shown me bits of my calling. He's shown me a few specifics in this past week. And I'm just really meditating, praying over it, you know. More on that to come, but this is already at the almost 30 minute mark. So I'm going to leave it here. And I just pray that even as I've been able to find my comeback with God, that whatever situation you're going through, you would trust God to help you. You would give him your yes so that you can begin a renewed journey with him. God bless you. I love you guys. And I'm so honored that you choose to stick around even though things haven't been quite consistent on my end i truly truly appreciate you all next episode we're gonna celebrate some of the milestones that the podcast has received and i cannot wait i cannot wait to share that with you all but yeah god bless you if this has been all over the place i truly apologize i had no plan i wanted to sleep but i was like you know let me just pick up this mic and record something So I hope that this blessed you. I hope that the Lord will speak to you that which he needs to speak to you and that you would encounter him through this episode. Until the next one, guys, keep thriving. Thank you for joining Thriving Gang today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review. If you want to chat, you can find me on Instagram at thrivinggang or you can shoot an email to senna at thrivinggang.com. I did provide links of these contact channels in the show notes, just in case you find it easier to connect that way. Thank you once again, and God bless you for listening. Oh, and before you go, please don't forget, 
that the journey to your best self starts with knowing Jesus. And Him? Oh, He's waiting for you.